world champion, New England Patriots. Edelman's going to throw. The quarterbacks are. Let's do it. Good evening, New England Patriots fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Pass Pad Podcast. I am here, Mr. Josh Fan, as always, with my good friend Josh Faldo and Mr. Josh Faldo, hybrid 1K, JV of that kid, URI dining, former all-star. How are we doing on this fine Thursday evening? My brother, I'm tired, but I'm ready to rumble. I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I am ready to rumble. You know why? Because business is booming. Nope, because it's a great day (laughs) to be great. As always, in this episode, we are going to be previewing the Miami Dolphins Week 18. That actually sounds a little weird to say, but we are going to be previewing Dolphins Week 18 football. That's right, not 17, 18 in this episode starting off with basic logistics here the spread is currently the pats are favored by six and a half which i was a little surprised wow. to see that to be perfectly honest miami got the plus 230 money line over under is 40 very low <laughs> over under in this one if you oh say God. so myself that might be the lowest over under on this slate to be perfectly honest <laughs> i haven't looked at too many others yet but hey who knows with the injury reports, we got Kyle Duggar. He did not practice yesterday with a hand injury. This is the most up-to-date injury report we have as of right now. Everyone else besides Kyle Duggar was limited in practice. Nelson Aguilar was back at practice with a concussion. David Andrews with a shoulder. Christian Barmore, knee injury. Cody Davis with a wrist. Nick Folk with that left knee still. Damian Harris with that hamstring. Dante Hightower with the knee injury. Jacoby Myers with the thigh injury. Adrian Phillips still on the injury report with that knee injury, and Isaiah Wynn with a hip injury. As of right now, the Pats only have two players on the COVID list, being Miles Bryant and Will Sherman, who is a practice squad player for those that have no idea who that is. (laughs) Moving on to the Dolphins' side of the injury report, we have John Jenkins was limited with an illness. Oh, here we go. Emmanuel Ugba, good job, Josh, with a quad injury. He was also limited. Devontae Parker, load management. That's a real thing. That's what the injury report said. Load management. Veterans rest. No Mm -hmm. injury, but he was limited. Preston Williams with an illness was limited. Jesse Davis had a knee injury, but he practiced in full. Isaiah Isaiah injury. Isaiah Ford had a knee injury. He also practiced in full. And Philip Lindsay had an ankle injury, but he as well also practiced in full. This is going to be an even tougher one for me to say. Noah (laughs) Igbenoganihi. All right, good try, Josh. And Benogany, I think. That's pretty good, though. I can never say some of these names. Like, I write these down. I'm like, I have no idea how <laughs> to say this. I, like, listen to it 10 times on YouTube. I'm like, all right, this is how you say it. Don't screw it up. Don't screw it up. Don't screw it up. You know, the lights come on. The brain shuts off. It's all good. And Shedrick Red Wine had too much red wine and ended up on the COVID list. Anything you're really taking away from the injury report on either side here to start off? Um, I guess not really. Um. The only thing that worries me, I guess, is with all the injuries, obviously you want your players, you know, well-rested for the playoffs. And the thing that kind of sucks now is, uh, you know, you hope that you get ahead early and you can kind of put in some deaf players and avoid injuries to your starters. But this is like Miami's, like, Super Bowl, I guess. You know what I mean? They have nothing else to play for. They're out. So I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. And I think the Pats are going to have to, like, actually play this game for four quarters. 
I feel like they were going to do that anyway because yeah. I feel this season's had so many ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Bill wants to go in playing well, mm-hmm. and I feel like he's never really been one to rest guys. That's remember, true. Remember too. many years ago when West Welker tore his ACL and MCL in Week 17, and that's a very mm-hmm. controversial top subject still to this day. Mm-hmm. But he's never really been one to rest guys, even mm-hmm. when everything seems to be locked up. Like t- you see Brady, like even back Brady, in the yeah. day, like he would always play. Like mm-hmm. granted. Again, nothing happened, but there was a lot of room for disaster there in that one. Mm-hmm. But I think you are right. I don't really know how this game's going to look, to be honest, because the Dolphins are eliminated. The Pats have a chance to move up, but it's a long shot. Mm-hmm. And for anything, any scenario for the Pats to move up, it has to start with the Bills losing to the Jets, which does not sit too well in my mind for that actually happening. But, you know, stranger things have happened. In this day and age, if you know what I mean. But it is still possible the Pats come out with the number one seed. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a lot. But the Bills, Titans, Chiefs, and Bengals all have to take L's. How, we were just talking about this. Mm-hmm. How much do you miss that first Miami game now? Because you're in the driver's seat if you have that win. And it's not like too much else had to happen. It's just Damian Harris had to hold on to that ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's huge now. I mean, I've a one-point game, and early in the season, they had a couple games that, like, really came down to, like, you know, a five-point difference or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, you miss it, but it is what it is, you know? That one just really sticks out yeah. in my head because it's not like, oh, we fumbled the ball at your own 20-yard mm-hmm. line. It's like you fumbled the ball that was a huge turnover. at the 10-yard line mm-hmm. with, like, three minutes to go. That just... It just hurts, man. It just hurts. <laughs> anyway, but like you said, you can't do anything about it. You're just going to... Mm-hmm. Keep on keeping on. Ball is ball. Kings stay kings. What direction do you think this game is going to go in? As in, like... like do you think it's going to be, like, all around, do you think this is going to be a game where guys rest? Do you think this is a game where it's, like, this is almost like a week eight type of game where there's still a lot to play for? Do you think it's going to be run heavy? Do you think Mac's going to show off? Anything. Um... The, I think the key factor really is just going to be shutting down Tua and Jalen Waddle, And if you can do that, I think that gives the Patriots a better chance to pull away from the game. But um, to have two similar quarterbacks and Tua and Mac, you know what I mean? They're not, like, if you go, like, through advanced statistics, they're really not that far off in terms of production-wise and the type of quarterback that they actually are, their archetype. But um, I think it's actually going to be kind of a closer game, to be honest. I think you're right. Just because they've always had so much trouble playing in Miami, that's a huge. It's like what? Yeah, we can bring that up now. I have this. I had this somewhere in the show notes here. But where? All right. So the Pats have a total of a nine and twelve record mm-hmm. at Miami. At Miami since two thousand. And for those counting at home, for those that want a little little juice, some little, some butter to put on that toast. That's when my man Billy B took over the team. Mm-hmm. What That's what about Brady. playing in Miami is so hard? Because they've gone down there like with really good records, really good teams, and they still lose. Like I remember once, and this was many many years ago. I think this was '04. Mm-hmm. They were like 13 and one and went down there and they laid an egg. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely incredible. But why is it so hard to play down there? I don't know how much you can, you know put it on like the weather change i think it's just one of those teams that just has our number you know what i mean like denver had a few years ago it's just tough to play in miami it's their this is literally their super bowl like this is 
they mark the date on the calendar whenever they play the Patriots. So, at home or just in general? I think in general, but especially at home. Well, I think it's a few things. One, so the weather change. That's mm-hmm. like a thing because, first of all, when you go from you know up here, if you see mm-hmm. a 50-degree day, you're at the beach. Yeah, like, exactly. You're, you're yeah. in shorts and a T-shirt. Like, I, I legitimately went out the other day when it's 50 in shorts like that, that, that was a real thing like people in miami they'd be like what are you crazy i'm like yes i am so i think it leads to a lot of guys going down there mm-hmm. and getting winded and bill i think knows that by the way he turned mm-hmm. up the the temperature <laughs> yeah. in the field house the other day so i don't think he's i think he knows this is the thing no, you're definitely right yeah um in addition to that it is a divisional game. Mm-hmm. Like regardless of what division you're in, these games don't come easy. They know each other very well. They exactly. see each other twice a year. Brian Flores obviously knows mm-hmm. the path, so that is a little more, I guess, correlated to just this specific situation because obviously Brian Flores was not coaching the Dolphins 15 years ago. But really, I think it's those two things that just tie in together. Like the teams know each other very well, and obviously a lot's changed yeah. since week one, and these teams have really gone in what seems to be two different directions it seems like for a while it looked like the dolphins were not gonna have a very good record but they managed to pull it together and have a very respectable record we're just eliminated last week mm-hmm. but yeah it is what it is so going moving on to Tua here for a second Tua has only thrown for 300 yards once this season week six versus mm-hmm. the jags he was hurt for a while so we did yep. miss some time any concerns here about two in this one? I know you're just talking about how the advanced statistics between him and Mac look very similar. Mm-hmm. What concerns do you have going into this matchup here? I'm just not. I mean, it's, he hasn't. Granted, he's been hurt for a while. You know, I mean, he's kind of an injury prone guy, but he just keeps showing, you know, time and time again. He's still kind of like that college quarterback type style, check down artist. You know, he's got his boy, Julian Waddle, and. I, he's not a threat, you know what I mean? He's going to take his, you know, his simple check downs, crosses, you know. I'm just, I'm not threatened by him at all. It, it still just blows my mind he was the top five pick. Like, I get it. I do understand, but mm-hmm. I think, I'm like, look, I watch him play, and I'm like, hey, you really wasted the top five pick on this guy? He has potential, and he's a winner, you know what I mean? He's like, he's the type of locker room guy you want, but, like, from what we've seen, it doesn't really look like he's really grown as a quarterback. I think he lost a lot of confidence last year. I don't think... Mm-hmm. I think Brian Flores pulled the trigger too early in starting him. And I think he lost a lot of confidence. And sometimes you never get it back. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That, and uh, I think Miami handled the media poorly. Because how many times was Tua involved in like trade rumors? Or you, his name popped up that he wasn't the guy. And how many times he got benched for... Uh, was it Fitzpatrick, right? That's another thing that That's did nuts, not help dude. That sucks. Yeah. Like, especially with the rookie, mm-hmm. when you go when you go to him, when you give him the keys to the car, you, you don't pull him over, I feel like. I feel like you, especially when, he, it's one thing if he's like Davis mm-hmm. Mills or someone like that. Yeah. Obviously, a very different situation because you're kind of going for broke there. Mm-hmm. But with Tua, is I feel that they would have been better off just sticking with him the whole way rather than just almost, you know, not alternating, but switching them in and out like they were doing. Yeah, and exactly. I don't think that was good for to his confidence, and I feel exactly. like he was always ha- like looking over his shoulder, thinking, "Am I going to get pulled? Am I going to mm-hmm. get benched? Like I can't make this mistake." He also said he didn't know the playbook. 
which is kind of insane. When he say that, a while ago, he really? said he said he didn't know the playbook, or no, no, no. I, I think he said he didn't know the playbook, and he also said there were times a play would be called, and he would knew it wasn't going to work, and he would just run it anyway. He wouldn't audible or anything. It's really, it's kind of weird. Very like, interesting. Yeah, that was like before the season started. He mm-hmm. was saying that. I vividly remember that, and I was thinking, is this guy, why? Like, that automatically just kind of, in my mind, proved my point correct that he lost a lot of confidence there. Yeah. That's interesting. But you know what? It is what it is. (laughs) Moving on here. So, the Dolphins are ranked 32nd in pass blocking this year. Did the Pats bring pressure early and often in this one? Absolutely. I think so. I mean... We don't have the, you know, granted the best pass rush defense, but I think something that we excel at as, you know, um, our linebacker core in general has done a great job in general. Yeah. So um, I'm expecting some sacks, especially if uh, Judon's ready to go. I would expect him to be back to his normal workload. Only mm-hmm. played 10 snaps last week because of obviously it was COVID. COVID yeah. Plus, you know, load management, you didn't really need mm-hmm. him. So. Why bother even taking the chance here? Dolphins are also ranked 29th in rushing in the league so far this year with a PFF grade of 63.5, but they are ranked 15th in passing with a 72.7 PFF grade. I'm really wondering how this team won seven games in a row. It's too magic, bro. Came back, put the saddle on, said he was ready to lead this team to victory. They made a nice little run, though. Yeah. I felt very worried going into this game, <laughs> but still worried, not as worried. But mm-hmm. speaking of Tua, how do the two former Alabama quarterbacks go against each other in this one? I think it's probably going to be a lot like last game, to be honest. Um, hey, if we get the run game going, maybe Mac doesn't throw 35 times or more. But, I mean, maybe Damian Harris is on that load management type thing maybe they alternate with bolden and ramondre stevenson maybe we do we see another repeat of last week where we see mac kind of extend his knowledge of the playbook and they try some new things but i think it's probably going to be similar last game to be honest i genuinely don't know if damian harris plays in this game that's a legitimate possibility i think that's a very real concern Mm um i don't even know if it's a concern I just think it's something to account for for any of you fantasy managers still mm-hmm. playing in week 18. Um, I think about it. The Pats have the fifth seed locked up. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not going to move. I don't see a reason to play him, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. what if he. He's clearly. He's shown he can re aggravate that. Yeah, he's not 100%. So why, why bother? Yeah, true. Like, at the end of the day. Dolphins ranked seventh here in overall defense, fifth in run defense, thirteenth in pass rush. What does this mean for Mac and the Pats O line in this one? I think we'll be just fine, man. Why do you say that? I'm just I'm not worried about their pass rush. You're not worried? Ooh, brother. They got some they got some dogs out there, so woof. So I was thinking about this when I was putting this together. Is this part two of the get right game? Like, you know what I mean? This could very well be a part two to build mm-hmm. some momentum going into the playoffs. Could they continue to build momentum here moving forward into week 19? Absolutely. I mean, who doesn't, you know, get amped off just winning in general? You know what I mean? Two-win streak. You just got to go. It's nice to 
go into the playoffs on a positive note. I completely agree. Like, how many teams have you seen like lose the last three regular season games and go into the playoffs and just mm-hmm. like sputter out? Yeah, yeah. These great teams have gone. You know, maybe lost two, three, four games. Great seasons. They get bounced the first round. That's just not New England style. To, oh, we just lost a game, but you know we got the playoffs. I don't. That's not the Bill mindset. Nope. Nope. And nope. Pat's defense ranks third in total yards per game with 311.6, third in takeaways with 30, first in scoring with 16.9 PPG. Dolphins offense bottom 12 basically across the board with the exception of their passing yards slotting in at 15. Do they lean on the defense here in this one? Uh, yeah, absolutely. They, they kind of have leaned on the defense and the run game all year, but the defense is definitely the strength of the Pats. I would completely agree. It just I can't see all of a sudden in week eighteen, Bills like all of a sudden like you know what, let's go. Mm-hmm. Like you know, let's <laughs> open up everything. Like training wheels are <laughs> yeah. off. I just can't see that happening at this point for a number of reasons. And it's going to be interesting to see what he does next year because it's like in terms uh, of with Mac because the narrative will be by oh he's a rookie, give him time to learn this and that. It's like all right, dude, like you've been in this system for a couple of years now. True, it, it's time to be great. You know, top fifteen pick, and I mm-hmm. think. Him of all the rookie quarterbacks, I think will have the least excuse or the least amount of an excuse because all those guys, they're in awful situations. Like, I mean, like, like the Jets, the death sentence, the Jaguars, they have more problems than I can count. I mean, Justin Fields, I guess, isn't in a terrible, terrible situation. It could be not ideal, but, you know, compared to those other two I just named, (laughs) he's in a much better situation. I guess Trey Lance is in a pretty solid situation. He just doesn't play. Yeah, that's the thing. I think so too. Behind Mac, you can even make a best tra- like um, an argument that Trey Lance is in the best situation. An mm-hmm. argument, but he doesn't play. So obviously, for his own personal beliefs and career, he's mm-hmm. not in the best situation. But from everything I've seen, he should be taking over the. Yeah, that's the why he played last game. Yeah, well, Jimmy was also hurt. That's what happened. Yeah, he got hurt. I did not know that. Yeah, he what got happened? hurt. Something with his thumb. Yeah. He was kind of like, oh, I'm not going to play. And then he's like, you know what? YOLO. I'm going to fire it up. And then he was like, JK, no YOLO. Not firing it up. <laughs> not booming. Not bo- <laughs> Business unbooming. So I, f- I feel like every single one of these we've done, we've talked about how we think this game's going to go. And it's always like lean on the defense, you know, lean on the run mm-hmm. game, like pound the rock. I feel like people who are watching this, I think we're being very repetitive, <laughs> but we're right every time. That's <laughs> that's their scheme. That's literally their scheme. So, so I think that's how this <laughs> is going to go, to be perfectly honest. Oh, absolutely. Like, And I can't see a world where I'm wrong. That's the thing. I just can't see all of a sudden Josh McDaniels just saying, like, four verticals, everyone go. Mac, find them. Like, there's just not a, like a place in my mind where that scenario exists. Yeah, if something's not broke, you know, don't fix it. Not that it was ever really fixed. It was no, just, it's kind of like it's kind of like when something breaks and you just put a bandaid over it and like glue it down. You're like that'll mm-hmm. stay for a little while. That's kind of <laughs> like how I envision the season so far. It's just like let's just keep on keeping <laughs> on as long as we can. And then, as I've heard so many times from so many people, next year's the year we're coming back. We're gonna do it. We'll see if that happens. Yeah, we still got a ways. Still got a ways to go. Still got an off season to go. Still hoping we get that alpha dog. Also interesting. Here's something interesting I wanted to ask you. What do you think they do at linebacker after this year? Oh, I think man, that's a very dude, legit that's a concern. High Tower Collins, I, I've never been a big fan of Bentley. Um, 
I guess the obvious answer is they're going to go into the draft. They love drafting linebackers. Maybe we see a little bit more camera grown and moving up the depth chart. Um, if I knew what the free agent market would look like, I think I would have a better answer, to be honest. We'll come but, back to this in a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we might see some big changes, honestly. I think the thing is it's not unrealistic Jamie Collins leaves. It's not unrealistic Dante Hightower retires. Mm-hmm. That leaves a very big hole in that defense. Yeah, Vanoy is what, locked up for two, three more years? I honestly can't remember off the top of my head. something like that. He's going to be a, back next year, I believe. Let's see. I thought it was a two-year deal. So we have camera grown. Um, uh, I think Vinovich is... It was a two-year deal. I was right. Okay, so it's next question. year. So, so he's back this next year. This year and next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Vinovich, what does he have that option that should not be picked up? I don't think he has an option. Why would he have an option? Don't uh, Usually rookies have... It's only the first rounder. I did not know that. I don't know why. Only the first round against the fifth-year option. Oh, thank God, dude. He should not come back. (laughs) He doesn't play. He's just just a disappointment, I guess. I don't know. I I don't really know, I guess, exactly what's going on. He just... Too, like, I guess, not the blind eye, but for face value, I haven't seen him really produce. Yeah. Partially because he hasn't been on the field. Yeah. There's probably a reason he hasn't been on the field. I mean, all the linebackers that play are better than him. Yeah. So, uh, we could see some big changes. Does Mac win Rookie of the Year? Offensive Rookie of the Year? You know what? It's it's tough to say. I changed my answer since the last time you texted me. Because, yes, he did. He was a huge... Whether you believe it or not, he's a big part of why the Pats turned around and why they went from, you know, a playoffless team led by cam to now they're you know actually in the playoffs and he's done a good job at um playing the system and the quarterback is the leader of the team um also jamar chase is having a phenomenal season like you said he's having a great season whether he's a rookie or not mac is having honestly you look at justin herbert's uh rookie year that is a far more impressive rookie year than mac jones's so before i was Kind of leaning towards Mac. It still could be Mac just because it's a quarterback-driven award. Usually MVP awards are. I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. I completely agree. And I get what you're saying because obviously, in hindsight, Mac was an upgrade from Cam. Mac's done a lot, like not turning the ball over, like Mm -hmm. really being fundamentally sound, really leading this team. But like we were talking about the other day, when you talk about Mac Jones's year, Mm -hmm. you say... He's going to be great. He can be great. There's like an, almost an asterisk next to it. Because he's a rookie. Because he's a rookie. But you look at Jamar Chase, you say, this guy's a stud. Like, like now. Mm-hmm. Like, like, right this second. Like, this guy's a stud. Like, top five. In, he, you can make a legit argument he's a top five receiver in the NFL this year. Absolutely. Like, a legit argument. Like, he, he could very well go over 1,500 yards next week. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. That's nuts. He already broke the rookie record. What was the rookie record? I think it was... 1,400 flat by Justin Jefferson last yeah, year. He is over that. A lot of people thought that record was going to stand for a while, and it did not. And he didn't even mm-hmm. need the extra game to do it, which is very mm-hmm. impressive. Granted, he did need $266 bills from Joey B uh-huh. on Sunday against the Chiefs to get it done. Did you see that cut he made on that first touchdown? Oh, he got? oh my God. Oh, my 
vision, bro. Like, talk about a great day to be great. Mm-hmm. Like, if he was, if he did that to me, he made that cut on me. I would have torn both my ACLs <laughs> right then and there. That's not even debatable. Anyway, wrapping up here, final score predictions. What do you got for me, Jay Smooth? Uh, twenty-four to ten, Pats. I'm gonna go twenty-seven fourteen, Pats. I got the keys to the game here. Don't get fancy. Lean on the defense. Build confidence. Lean on the run game. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else you want to add? Nothing. Let's just uh, end the year on a good note. End the I mean? year on a good note and keep on keeping on right into the playoffs. We will be back to recap this game as well as whoever the Pats end up drawing in the playoffs in the first round. Make sure to like, make sure to subscribe. If you haven't yet, what are you doing? It's absolutely free to do so. And we will see you guys in the next one. Bye, everybody.